When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Tom Bernard and co-host Catherine Brandt, Doug Sprinthal, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. We will be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Before we do the Walzer spot, I wanted to make a comment about uh, the new Bradshaw and Brian ads I've been hearing on the morning show. Well, here we go. it's Mike Bryant, uh, the founding member. I don't, can't remember his first name. It's not Terry Bradshaw. Isn't no, it? it's not Terry Bradshaw. <sighs> but doesn't he sound a little like Emo Phillips? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he actually does. So this Which is I, they probably just canceled now because he made me say that. But other than that, yeah. now we'll find out Thank if Mike you. listens to this episode. We'll be getting texts. Oh, at he some listens point. to every. Episode. I know he does. I know, and I love him. He for listens that. to every episode. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, this afternoon at two o'clock central will be our fifth episode, I think, of Car Selling Secrets by Walzer.com with me and Tom. We've got Andy Swanson coming in uh, to the studio as our guest, weekly guest. He's the general manager of our Hyundai store. And he's a wizard in helping people with uh, credit issues, uh, finance automobiles, and he will go over the what to do and what not to do. So if you want to call in live, 952-800-1492, and we'll be kicking that off in just a couple of hours. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Are we going to do a Walzer spot? Now? That was it. 
Oh, well, good. I just wanted to make yeah. sure so I didn't cut you off. No, yeah. that's cool. I'm good. Uh, by the way, it's the sixth episode. Sixth episode. I don't have a computer in front of me. You have a oh, broken computer a, over there. Yeah, I could use your you broken need a computer, computer to count the six. That's really good. Oh, well, That's how did you know it was the sixth episode? How else are you Mr. going to Smarty compute Pants? a number? Well, Joe from Louisville just texted. Me. <laughs> oh. So there you have it, right there, Buster. There I have it, right there. Okay, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Doug Sprint, the Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. I got something. Okay, I'm ready. I want to thank you and get mad at you at the same time. <laughs> Who, me? Well, you are probably Cassie. What? I've been reading that Cassie's book you gave fault. me. The guy wrote about the history of Fender and oh, Gibson. Yeah. Oh, How yeah. come you couldn't have that guy on when, when on a on a Wednesday, I, or Thursday, I whatever did. day it is? He was on a Thursday, but you were in Mexico. Oh, it's oh, oh. a shame. Wow, just you I just purposely it right I back purposely in my face. scheduled him for a Thursday. You didn't tell me you were gonna go. It's a great book. Where it's is really Sombrero cool. in Mexico? So all right. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll go be quiet now. God, I hope yeah. you weren't. God, that sombrero. didn't work Tail. out very well, did it? Tail between the legs, right there. Well, we learned two things. We learned two things. You don't know when to attack, and you don't know how to count to six. So <laughs> Two minutes into the show. This is like Bill Nye, the science guy. (laughs) Oh, that guy. Oh, God, what a puke that guy is. I hate everyone, and everyone's terrible, and we're all going to die. Settle down, Bill. Happy days. I like the Louie Nye a lot better. There's a reference that only I know. I understand. Does anybody else even know who Louie Nye is? Mm, No, sorry. Anyone? I think I do, Uh, but it's not the Nye's lounge, right? Nope. Louie Nye. You might as well just not talk anymore, Doug. <laughs> wow. Are my ex-wives on the show? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Louie and I was a comedian that used to be on uh, on the Steve Allen show back in the day. Steve That's uh, Allen. Wow, a little before we are your time. Really going back in time. He was great. No, he was. was when I was a very, very little kid. That's all I know. Right? Yes. Is that fair? Should we do a Florida man? You want to do a Florida man now? We can do a Florida man now. Okay. Well, what do we have to do? You just, Andy, you will, because you're the great Google master. You put Florida man, and then you put birthdays. You don't have to put the year. Okay. Whose birthday? We want to go with with Doug's first. Yeah. I was trying to redeem Doug. Oh, you got got yours? yours? Okay. Okay, here we go. And then read it. Uh, Florida man in it. Oh, this is Caesar Sayoc. Well, then. Remember him? He had a... He uh, tried to blow up a bunch of people. Well, oh. that's when he was arrested with a pipe bomb. On your birthday? Yep. <laughs> October 26, nice. 2018. Oh, just one year ago. Not even a year oh, ago. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. The guy with the, yeah. who sent yeah. the bombs to CNN. Yep, and exactly. The Clintons. Oh, now and it, yeah. Lived yeah. in a van down by the river. There's so many crazy people. It's hard to keep track of them all these days. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, Earth's population, even if only 1% of them are crazy, that still gives you, what, 65, (laughs) 70 million crazy people? Crazy is right now. That's that's fun. That's reassuring. Hey, Cassie. Yeah. 
Do you have Tevin Pittman's phone number? No, I don't. I just communicate with him via Facebook. It's his Damn birthday. It. It's his birthday. I today. know. It's also, it's also Tony Lee's birthday. Mm. And Tony Lee's birthday too. We already, we already sang happy birthday for Tony Lee, but we try to get a hold of Tevin, and he's got one of those. I'm too busy to take your call right now, and you can't even leave a message. Like, what the hell? I don't know if it's still his phone number even. Well, I we really wanted to get a hold of him because his his age and his IQ match today. Twenty seven. Oh. <laughs> Why are we going to be mean to him I on love his birthday? Tevin. Tevin Pittman is one of the best, nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. I get to pick on him because he's far too nice a guy. Okay, Don't so you think? I, yeah, so Andy got a pipe bomber. That's I got exciting. Caesar's <laughs> eye. got a pipe Caesar's eye. Okay. okay. Who's next? Should we do Cassie? Yeah, I already have mine up. Oh. <laughs> well, we know the F- Florida heat in the summer is awful, and it makes people crazy. So mine is a half-naked man walks a goat in the rain welcome to florida a goat or a goat a yeah goat? walks no. a goat in the rain half naked walks his which goat. half right or left <laughs> i don't, or don't, know. They say? I don't i'm afraid to ask mm. oh, that would be a great costume i'm half naked and you'd go either the left side or the right side that'd be very funny actually <laughs> that'd be a great halloween costume what are you i'm half naked you could cover up your full genitals kind of like pull them over to one side you know what i'm saying that is a pleasant, pleasant image. I'm just Thank you. laying it out there for everyone. Well, why don't, we do, why don't we do 321 for Tony Lee and Tevin Pittman? Okay. I like it. Okay. What are their birthdays? It's today. Yeah. Oh. 321. That's why I said, why don't we do 321? Yeah, we cover two people <laughs> with one Google. I just found it. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, you did? Yeah, one I that pulled up a Florida mm-hmm. man, one dressed in a bull onesie, attempt to burn down a house with ragu what? sauce. A what onesie? A bull onesie. So it's probably <clears throat> looked like a bull. It has the hood. Bull? Yeah, because <laughs> oh. they have those oh. animal onesies for adults where you can pull the hood up. Oh, I have a Winnie the Pooh okay. one. <laughs> oh, for God, I'm, I'm gonna start crying. I really um, am. They so Tony were arrested after attempting to steal from a home. And then they tried to erase the evidence by starting a fire by burning ragu. <laughs> okay. Burning ragu? Apparently that's He's the only thing we write. Apparently that's the most flammable thing they could find. Spaghetti sauce. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Spaghetti sauce isn't flammable. Well, uh, ragu sort of tastes like lighter fluid. They were trying to make it <laughs> look like they left fun. the stove on. Oh. oh, okay, okay. Oh, it's kind okay. of a boring one. It's kind of boring, just like Tevin and Tony Lee. Thank you very much. Boring? That's no. pretty nuts. <clears throat> All right, let's do Doug. November 5. Oh, that's only two days away from Dad's. Yep. November 5. Let's see here. Uh, Florida man catches Burmese python measuring 17 feet. Jesus. Oh, a That's positive. Yeah. A positive yeah. one. 17 <laughs> foot python, 120 pounds. If you're happy oh, to catch man. a python. Oh, and it bit him. Yeah. Oh. Well, there goes that happiness. <laughs> there goes the happiness, Doug. You're Yikes. shot in the ass right there. Oh, here's one that's more... Uh, oh, wait, no, this is... This is December 19th. Why is this showing up? I don't know. Well, whatever. Python. Okay. okay. Python for Doug. Goat for Cassie, Let's mom see. for Andy. Dad's <laughs> November seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida man jumps into crocodile pit, 
gets bit. <laughs> there we go. Sounds like well, Florida, all right? Me getting, we're getting bit in November. You get bit <clears throat> yeah, apparently, in November. Apparently November is when all the reptiles get feisty. <laughs> Yes. I well, they're they're true. going into torpor, so if you you, you spook them, they're gonna wake up and freak out on you. Yep. So there's that. Oh, okay. Although, I can see that. do they really go into torpor in November in Florida? Maybe not in Florida. Yeah, I don't know. Depends yeah. on where in Florida. I guess it, I guess if there was a cool snap. Saint Augustine, where's that? Mm, it's uh, Florida, that's northern Florida. So northern. that would get cooler. Oh, yeah, faster. there you go. South of Jacksonville, a little bit, but yeah, a little bit, not far. The oldest city in America. Yep, that's right. People don't realize that. It's a beautiful town. St. Augustine's gorgeous. I haven't been there now in about 40 years, but it was a gorgeous town 40 years ago, I'll tell you that. Beautiful. Uh, Joe from Louisville wants us to do November 27th. Okie dokie. November 27th. uh, Oh, that's not a fun one. Florida man punched, squeezed life out of baby. from Louisville. Nice birthday. I like the goat one much better so far. That's the best one. The only one left is mom. The goat onesie. I got I got Catherine's here. Florida man Florida man finds a panther sitting on his father's front porch. What is with all these dangerous animals just roaming around Florida? Or a Florida man hits his pregnant girlfriend with a bag of tortilla chips. Oh. Well of course who hadn't done that? (laughs) The panther. What a baby. Uh, Sugar <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so we we are still in agreement that Florida is a very weird it state. It is well, weird. <laughs> yeah. it is, it's it a is weird really state. Really weird. But I'm glad to hear a bunch of people are moving out. That's great. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, wonderful. Get out. Works for me. <laughs> Get out. That's all I have to say. Um, we haven't done Andy. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I did. I thought Andy was the first one we did. It was. Oh, yeah, and he was sorry. <laughs> yep. Why don't we do? I got a summer. suggestion. Let's do Jesus's birthday, twelve twenty-five. Oh boy, you know it's going you know to be a drunk tank story. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know that's true. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. <laughs> it's definitely drunk Let's tank all the way. Here. Oh, Daddy, please don't get drunk at Christmas. This Christmas. There's actually <laughs> a good song, actually. Not too much that goes on in on Christmas in wow. Florida. Really. Everybody's huh. just passed out in their bedroom? I think so. Maybe they're under the control oh, of their family see, members Jesus or something. Is pro- yeah. There was the Jesus Blue Man Group in Florida. The Blue Man Group. What do they do? Are, don't they just wander around in blue paint and do juggling or something? Yeah, it's a lot of rhythmic of... pounding and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, That's kind of a fun show. We I took the kids to that in Vegas, and it, yeah. they really dug it. I mean, if you're 13 or 14, it's right up your yeah, alley. I, it was, yeah, it was tolerable, I think, as a grown-up. That's true. Yeah, I yeah. brought Andy to to it when it was when it came through Minneapolis with his friend. We did some we did something fun at dinner last night with the youngsters. You guys have you ever heard of the it's it's called the Bulwer Lytton Fiction Contest, but it's really more popularly known as it was a dark and stormy night. Right. Yes. So it's a contest so you can write the first worst opening sentence for a novel. And we found the website that, and I just pulled one of them up. I'll just read one. Oh, so they're you, phenomenal! So you can get a chance. We were going through. It's been going on for 25 years. So he picks the kids' birth years and read theirs. This was from 03. 
They had but one last remaining night together, so they embraced each other as tightly as the two-flavored entwined string cheese that is orange and yellowish-white, the orange probably being a bland cheddar and the white mozzarella, although it could possibly be provolone or just plain American, as it really doesn't taste differently dissimilar from the orange, yet they would have you believe that it does by coloring it differently. Well, that's the beginning of a book? No, no. The, no. the, the, the contest is just to write a bad opening line oh, for a book. You so get. you don't actually write no, the book. Bad. But it, it, it's oh, named after God. a guy who, who did start It Was a Dark and Stormy Night, which those of us that grew up on Peanuts remember that that's mm-hmm. what uh, Snoopy was always typing on the top of his dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It was a dark and stormy night. Ooh, well, maybe from- it was a dark and stormy night. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought somebody was going to talk there. I did, somebody's always talking. How, well, how did that not happen? You know what I'm saying. What are you saying, Tom? Oh, my God. There's a story here. we got a couple of minutes. Uh, I don't think I want to read all of it, but Jesus. Um, a young woman kidnapped in Boston in January was repeatedly assaulted sexually and forced to drink alcohol, oh. pose for selfies and read from a Spanish-language Bible over three days before she was traced with help from Find My Phone, uh, the Find My Phone app. Victor Pena, allegedly seen hugging, kissing, and holding up the woman on surveillance video from January 19th, came upon the drunk 23-year-old after she'd left a bar. Uh, according to the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office, prosecutors say the 38-year-old took the woman to his Charlestown apartment and, and uh, sexually assaulted her. Well, he raped her, actually. Uh, he was uh, While well, she was incapacitated, per ABC News, when she awoke the next day on a bare mattress and tried to leave, Pena physically stopped her and said to her, Yeah, this is not good. Uh, I love you, but I'll kill you. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That'd be a little terrifying, don't you think? Yeah, well, Jesus. now he's got to clear his calendar for the next 20 years. Yes, he does. Uh, he's going to go away for a long time. I, I've never understood. Explain to me whether it's, you know, what to say. Having sex with a person who's uh, unconscious, what's the great draw there? Explain that to me. He's crazy. Well, you get, well, to, crazy. Crazy. You, you get to pick your TV channel when you're done. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. Can't I can't think of any other, other advantage. I don't get it. And now we see that in South Korea, there's a bunch of people in trouble because they had planted something like, I don't know how many cameras in toilets around the country, and there were 4,000 people that were That's subscribed to it. So that, I really don't get. Watching someone go to the bathroom? I know. The least appealing <laughs> thing I can think of. Boy, look at the log that came out of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, Why? Well, well that's what listeners. you'd see. <clears throat> Pretty much. <laughs> That's what you'd see. I don't. You know who was into that was Chuck Berry. Remember, he owned a Chuck Berry's oh, restaurant, that's and he right. had he had toilet cams in there. Oh my God, they caught him with them. He was an odd kid. Well, in he South Korea, there kid. was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, in a hotel chain in South Korea, uh, sixteen hundred hotel guests were secretly filmed in cities across South Korea. Yeah, they there had, you go. Yeah, they had cameras all in there, like. In the bathroom, yes. in the in, everywhere, like yeah, three or four of them, and they were and they were raking in the cash. People were paying oh, to yeah. watch it. Yep, absolutely, they're so, paying to watch people poop. Years ago, well, and this was when we took the kids to see Blue Man Group. We were in Vegas for spring break, and I was getting into photography. I got up really early one morning, and I was shooting the sunrise right off the strip. 
Well, these two dudes, they were hammered, and they were Australian. This one guy comes up to me and says, hey, can you see people effing in that with that thing? Because I had a really long lens, and I said, have mm. you seen the people wandering around on the street here? Would you actually want to watch them? And he goes, good point, mate, and he just walked away. <laughs> God. We'll be back right after this. The family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Be on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you, when are, you done. are done. <laughs> Kick it into high gear. No Not now, but right now. Look at you. Yeah, baby. It's almost like you've heard this song before. <laughs> I've never heard this. I've never heard this at all in my life ever. By the way, back quickly to the guy in Boston that kidnapped the woman. Ugh. Uh, on his January 23rd court appearance, at his January 23rd court appearance, he bawled like a baby and sucked his thumb. Okay. So this guy okay. is definitely got some arrested development yeah. going on. Padded yeah, he room. He does. Victor Pena. Yeah, Victor, why don't you just... Jeez. Victor's got problems. Yeah. Victor has major problems. You're absolutely right about that. There's no getting around it, and I don't really understand what the hell... Uh, whatever. He's, he's probably what he's probably one of those morons that can't think beyond the level of a twelve-year-old. That'd mm, be my guess. Much more, much bigger problems than just being stupid. That is true, but you know what? They'll weigh that, and when they sentence him, they will weigh that whole thing. So I don't know. Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, he might be found incompetent to stand trial if he's that. That's, oh, really? If he's that oh, if he stupid, is that, yeah. yeah. He's that stupid. Yeah, he is that stupid. So he probably will be in, found incompetent to stand trial. They'll right. probably just put him in a, like a psychiatric hospital and leave him there forever. Now, listen, I, I'm going to read this, and I don't want you guys to be shocked because I'm sure you're not going to see this coming. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. 
America has fallen in the U.N.'s World Happiness Report. Really? You think bitching at each other 24 hours a day might have something to do with people's happiness? You think that nonstop complaining might do something to people? So I hate you. This is what the U.N. does with our funding is that they do a happiness report. Uh, that, hmm. Who is the happiest? Who's the happiest country on earth? And think about. Uh, I already oh, saw it, so I can't cut yeah, that. I know. Let's see. It's easy. Where's it's marijuana really easy. legal? Denmark. Mm, close. You're very, very close. Amsterdam. Finland. Finland. Yeah, Finland. Amsterdam's got. Yeah, got all kinds huh. of. America has fallen. The UN's World Happiness Report, released annually since 2012, the U.S. sits in 19th place, down one spot from 2018, and five spots from 2017. Reports U.S. News and World Report. Ryan Cooper at the week argues there's much to learn from Finland, which is again top in the survey that ranks 156 countries on six measures linked to well-being, income, freedom, trust, life expectancy, social support, and generosity. Uh, it's not about Finnish DNA. It's the way life is lived. You know, uh, Finland, fin- I've been there. It's a kind of a bleak little area. It's boring, isn't it? Uh, pretty, yeah, they're kind of, it's small. Yeah, it's small, right? Uh, well, I was only in Helsinki, so it, it, it's small. It's just kind of, it's very cold there, and there's a lot of sauna and snow activity. That's Andy, interesting. what's the population of Finland? <laughs> because Iceland has one of the highest suicide rates in the world, and it's it very, very similar in a lot of ways. Probably. I think that uh, Iceland might have darker winters, longer, darker winters. Population of Finland is 5.5. There you go, which is uh, only a couple hundred thousand people more than the entire state of Minnesota. Yeah. (laughs) So what does that tell you? The country is the same size as the state of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Although Minnesota is not the happiest place on earth, I can guarantee you that. No. I think Minnesotans love to bitch more than any people on earth. And I was born there and raised there and lived there. So what does that tell you? should do an experiment and have like an entire city or state just not have any social media for a year and see if they get happier. Um, nope. you got to check something else out, Andy, because they use this. They say that the immigrants to Finland are the happiest immigrants in the world. Really? Both of them? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty Who the hell is going to immigrate to Finland? I right? don't know what their lot of policies are. How many people have emigrated? How many immigrants are there in, in Finland? Uh, let's see. I mean, that's... 2.7% of Finnish people are foreign-born, so not a whole lot. Wow. They're, they don't have a whole lot of immigration. So maybe you should take this story down because a lot of people can go, See? I told you. <laughs> It's not about the Finnish DNA. It's the way life is lived, co-author John Hellowell tells CNN, noting that Finns were happier than the rest of the country's residents, but their immigrants were also the happiest immigrants in the world, too. But again, there's not very many of them. Mm. There is no problem. Look, I grew up with a couple of Finnish guys. Well, Royal Matson's Finnish. Matter of fact, the entire town of New York Mills, Minnesota is Finnish, isn't it? I think. I think so. I believe it. It used to be anyway, but yeah, no, I've known Finns. They, they tend to be... Very ser- they are very serious people, I will say that. They have a sense of humor, but they are they can be very, very serious, uh, at least the ones that I've met in my life. So uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that Finland would be the happiest place in the world. So here you go, the happiest 10 places in the world. None of these are going to surprise you. Number 10, Austria. Number 9, Canada. Number 8, New Zealand. Well, not right now, it's not. Number 7, Sweden. Number 6 is Switzerland. Then the Netherlands. There's your Amsterdam. Iceland, Norway, Denmark, and Finland. So basically, uh, 
apparently, small countries. if you want to be really happy, you have to become even more passive aggressive. <laughs> so that's good, don't you think? Very small countries, though. I still love Most the fact they said, I knew that. I met a Swedish guy once that was so outgoing, he stared at other people's shoes. <laughs> Whose who's joke was that? Joke. You remember? I don't know. It was so long good. ago. Actually, actually, a guy. I, you know, it might have been Paul Olson. Might have been. Might have been Paul yeah, Olson. He's got all those kind of jokes. Mm-hmm. I know a Swedish guy was so he was so aggressive. He punched you in the front instead of the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. No, it doesn't surprise me that any of those kind. Yeah, I mean, Finland, Denmark, Norway, Iceland, the Netherlands, Switzerland, Sweden. None, they, don't, they don't surprise me at all. They're kind of up there by themselves. They, they're one of those countries. Is it Sweden that does have an immigration problem? Yes. Yes. Yes, they it have does. Very violent immigrants for some reason. I, I don't know what yes. the hell that's all about. But. Because they refuse to admit they have a problem. Oh yeah, you know that. Oh, yeah, that's going to be. I think they're admitting that they're having a problem now. Well, they do lot, now. Yeah, Not their politicians. Are starting to. Well, no, because you can't admit you no, made a mistake exactly. when you're a politician. No. So now, is it? Is it only Norway that has the oil? Norway's got a got a huge oil reserve. Mostly, I know that. Is it only yeah. Norway? I thought Finland or is did it, too. I think Finland. That's what see. I was thinking. I was thinking maybe they did. Yeah. So that would make you happy. I think too, that's a big part of their economy. Money. Well, it is until the world gets off oil. Then you're kind of in trouble. Yeah. Twelve more years, on? and we're going to all die. Is that what you're saying? Oil production per capita. Let's see. Norway beats the hell out of any other. Non-Middle Eastern country. Yeah. The highest after that is Canada with one-third of the amount per capita of Norway. Hmm. Yeah, there you have it. Then Kazakhstan. Doesn't Norway only have like six million residents? I think Uh, there are not many more than that. I think it's about that. You you are correct-ish, 5.3. Yeah, five point three. So, so there you go. Basically, and and look, why 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 are Finland, Denmark, Norway, Iceland, uh, you know, Sweden? Why are they so happy? Because they never pick up the tab. So, That's you know. true. <laughs> I just say this stuff because Dan Rasmussen get pissed off because he's all those things. I think isn't he? He's Danish, Norwegian, I, and Swiss, isn't he? I don't think he's Swiss. He's oh, not Swiss. No. I mean Swedish. Yeah, he's Swedish, Norwegian for sure. And, and then I think Danish. I Danish, think. Danish yeah. I think. The other one. <laughs> so he'll appreciate that. Good for him. He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. No, he gets pretty upset about that stuff. Oh God, he is very, very. He's Woo. very b- proud of being Scandinavian. That yeah. is true. Is but really? I think most Scandinavians are, aren't they? Oh yeah. Well, I think most Scandinavians well, he are is, for sure. That's because until but very recently, Scandinavia was probably the best place on earth to live. But then a bunch of people... I've heard good things about Tahiti. I'd be willing to try that out for a while. <laughs> yeah. You and Marlon Brando. Yeah. Huh? I wouldn't mind that. You and Marlon Brando. Oh, you remember, uh, what was, was his name? Kyle, uh, what the hell was his name? The guy, the guy from uh, Vario, the, the uh, medical cannabis company. He was in, in studio. What the hell is his name again? Kyle... Oh, God, uh, what's Kyle's last name? King, uh, Kings. Kingsley? Kingsley. It's like yeah, Kyle Kingsley. I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Sounds like you a see porn what, name. Uh, <laughs> Do you hear the day he's having? No. Uh-huh. No, what happened? Put uh, medical cannabis, his medical cannabis, on the Canadian stock market. It's now worth $550 million. Oh. Pretty good day for old Kyle. Oh, Couldn't wow. he have just asked us if we'd like to invest a little bit of money? Or just given us some stock for having him on. You know. <laughs> yeah. What the hell happened? God. Yeah. 
he put it on the, the Canadian stock market because uh, cannabis is legal in Canada, mm-hmm. across the entire country. So he put it on the Canadian stock market. That was smart. Yeah, it was very smart. So congratulations to him. He, he rolled the dice, and it uh, appears to have really worked out for him. $550 million value as of today. Nice. Wow. Indeed. God. It's all true, but you know, he's a very pleasant guy, and uh, I, I don't know. We'll see what the situation is, but as we move forward, I, I think... I, I don't know. We'll see how it works out in the United States, but eventually they're going to have to get it. Is it causing a ton of crime in Canada? Not that I've read. I don't think so. Has huh? anybody seen it? I don't think it has either. I, I have no idea what the situation is, but it's uh, it all works out in the end, right? So congratulations to Kyle. Uh, con- seriously, you, you laid it on the line because a lot of people said, you know, you're going to lose your ass, but That's apparently cool. not. I, I, I think you're right, been. though. They have to make a federal move to get it legalized in the U.S. I think the, the funniest thing in the world is John Boehner is like the head of the I know. marijuana pack. <laughs> this, was yeah, he was something else. Remember, he, he uh, was balling when the Pope shows up, and then the next day he says, that's it, I'm done. What an interesting guy. I know. I, he, very Well, they're all – I'm sorry, politicians are some – Odd cats. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, oh my God! President Trump could just shut up about John McCain. Oh boy. Jesus. Now today, I wasn't thanked for John McCain's funeral. Oh, would you calm down? Well, did he like pay Why for do you it think or he something? Does that? No, he showed up. I think. No, it, what he's talking about is he had to approve. Uh, McCain being uh, lane and or however you say it, laid and stayed at the, oh, state, that's at right. the, yeah. at the Capitol building. And but, he did you know, why that. wouldn't you? I mean, it's like big deal. Exactly. Okay. I just, Donald, would you just <laughs> calm down? All of you, would you calm down? Well, all they do is sit there and trash each other yep. on Twitter. It's, it's like a game for them. Well, it's he's, like professional dead, wrestling. Though. He is dead. I know. Well, so his John's daughter dead. jumps in. Her do- his, his daughter's jumping in. Yeah, Megan into McCain. The fight. Yeah, yeah, everybody's just fighting about something all the time. I just saw that. It just popped up on the screen. I'm like, Donald, for God's sake. I... Hey, have they released the Mueller report yet? Does anybody know? Because they're supposed to release it today, know. I think. I hadn't heard anything. You would assume that the, every piece of social media will ignite once that happens. Unless there's nothing That's in it. That's what I think. Oh, they'll st- it March doesn't matter Madness. if there's anything in it or not. Yeah, I think the Gophers are just tipped off, didn't they? No, about an hour ago. Oh, was it was an hour ago? Yeah, they were leading at halftime. I do know that. We have Stephanie on the phone. Did I say Stephanie? Stephanie. Stephanie, how are you? Stephanie Strathy. I'm good. How are you? Marvelous. We we're just talking about how uh, America's no, dropped down to the number 19th happiest uh, country in the world. Because apparently we all hate one another just because of political views, which i got to be honest with you, Stephanie, no matter what your political views are, I would not hate you for them because I just wouldn't get that involved, right? Why do, do you, does anybody <laughs> understand that? Why, why do they get so mad? Well, I think that this president is a divider and not somebody who brings people together. But they all are, aren't they? Aren't they all dividers? Yeah, when's the last I time see, we had a non-divisive president? I, I think this one takes the cake. Yeah, for now he does. But, I, you know, I, 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 don't, worse. I, didn't vote, I didn't vote for him. And I don't, I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. I just look at all these people like they're all opportunists trying to make a buck. That's what it appears to be to me. And I, I, that might be a little strident, but I am really tired of these people attacking each other, and, and we're fools enough to line up and start complaining right along with them. 
So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. What can I tell you? So go read a book. Yeah, you should read a book. Why don't you read a book, damn it? Why don't you read my book? Yeah. Well, we're going to get to that, Stephanie. So you pronounce your last name Strathdy? Is it Strathdy? Strathdy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Strathdy. I thought so. Stephanie Strathdy with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The book is called The Perfect Predator, A Scientist's Race to Save Her Husband from a Deadly Superbug, a fascinating and terrifying memoir of one woman's extraordinary effort to save her husband's life and the discovery of a forgotten cure that has uh, the potential to save millions more. How on earth would you forget a cure? How did that happen? Well, it's very interesting because um, bacteriophages, or phages for short, are viruses that have naturally evolved to attack bacteria. And they were discovered 100 years ago in 1917, and they were actually used to treat bacterial infections for a while. But uh, penicillin came on the scene, and everybody kind of forgot about phages because you have to match these phages to the specific kind of bacteria. So that's a bit finicky. But also, Mm -hmm. phage therapy was taken up very vigorously by the former Soviet Union. And around the time the penicillin came on the scene, it was World War II. And if you were, you know, somebody who was a proponent of phage therapy, you were labeled a communist. And so this Russian taint kind of overshadowed phage therapy for many years, and that's one of the reasons okay. why it's, it was not used in the West. Uh, it makes total sense. I need to take a very, very quick break, but then come back. We have an entire segment with you. Is that okay, Stephanie? Yes. Yep. Excellent. We'll be, we'll be right back with Stephanie Strathdy. The book is called The Perfect Predator. This is going to be fascinating because politics get into health, and it really annoys the hell out of me, but we'll be right back with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997 and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401K, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Ryan, who started as a driver and is now dispatch manager. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority. Because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. Doug, isn't this a really complicated guitar riff? (laughs) No, what makes (laughs) the secret sauce to, uh, other than songwriting, is the drummer. Mm Mm-hmm. Stuart yeah, Copeland was a phenomenal reg- yep. reggae and rock drummer. He really made that band, drove that band. 
It is true, ladies and gentlemen. Stephanie Strathy, our special guest, the perfect predator, a scientist's race to save her husband from a deadly superbug, a memoir. So uh, one thing I have to mention, Stephanie, uh, Stephanie, are you a, uh, a college basketball fan at all? Uh, well, I did my brackets. Okay, that's so good. I guess you did I'm your a, brackets. I'm a, I'm a new fan. Okay, so Stephanie, did you go with Louisville or Minnesota? Uh, Minnesota, of course. Mm. This is Minnesota well, Public Radio. <laughs> you. <laughs> Sorry, something in my throat. Is that the right answer? <laughs> yes, it is. Minnesota won 59 to 43. Very good. Really? They yes. did? Wow. They won, right. Well, according to Joe from Louisville, and he lives in Louisville, so he should know, I would Very think. exciting stuff. But, uh, yeah, go the Gophers won. I like <laughs> I liked that a lot. A fascinating, terrifying uh, memoir of one woman's extraordinary effort to save her husband's life and the discovery of a forgotten cure that has the potential to save millions more. Epidemiologist Stephanie Strathy and her husband, psychologist Tom Patterson, you were vacationing in Egypt. Is that correct? Uh, Tom came down with a stomach That's bug. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, I... I I'd like to jump out right here, Stephanie, and have you pick it up, because this is uh, how this whole happened. So you're in Egypt, then what happens? Well, my, my husband and I were um, in um, Luxor. We were supposed to see the Valley of the Kings on the last day of our mm-hmm. trip. We um, chose this time to go. It was Thanksgiving of 2015, and there had just been a terrorist attack in Sharm el-Sheikh, and so everybody else in the West canceled, but my husband said, oh, it's the perfect time to go. There will be no crowds. And he was right. We were the only ones on this ship. (laughs) But, he, you know, so we actually wrote out, you know, an addendum to our will before we left because I was kind of, you know, a little chicken. Um, But we never thought that the terror would come from within. Um, My husband actually got very sick. We thought it was food poisoning. It wasn't. turned out that he had a gallstone that had lodged um, in his bile duct, and it caused a giant abscess to form that he didn't know about, and he had it before he went to Egypt. Um, But it um, got infected with a superbug, which is a bacteria that's resistant to multiple antibiotics. And so um, we had travel insurance, thank God, $38 uh, was spent to uh, get seven uh, seven ambulances and two Learjets to get him home. But um, he was very close to death um, any number of times. He was diagnosed with having a superbug that the World Health Organization considers to be the most deadly to human health on the planet. Yikes. God. Unbelievable. Very scary. By the way, I'm a dope, apparently. Well, Joe's actually the dope because apparently the game's not over yet. See, when you send me a score, you can put with three minutes left or whatever it is. So I guess 59-43 is not the final score, but I'll stay on top of that. So so as you're going along here, I mean, first of all, you're obviously terrified at this point, I would think, right? Well, yeah, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm an infectious disease epidemiologist, which means I know just enough of the medicine to get me into trouble. And my husband has always been a really healthy guy. He was six foot five. He was a little overweight, but, you know, he had no signs of any illness until this hit him. And, you know, he, he was, um, you know, literally on the cusp of death because this um, superbug was resistant to 15 antibiotics right out of the gate. And by the time we got him medevaced home, it was resistant to everything else, even the last oh, resort God. antibiotic called colistin that was developed in World War II. 
So um, I had to take matters into my own hands to try to save him, and luckily it came out um, the right way. Um, spoiler alert, he lives, but you know, you know that already because he's a co-author on the book. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> that's a good sign, absolutely. Uh, so uh, how, did this, how did this happen? Oh, oh, my God, there's still nine minutes left in the game. Sorry for this, Stephanie, but I just want to – I gave people bad information, so I want to catch up. 62-43, nine minutes left. I won't mention it again, Stephanie. I apologize, but a lot of people are asking me the score. So. <laughs> that, that's you know, okay. It's not like I'm, I'm, I'm not ignoring your, your family uh, problem here. Frantic Stephanie Cohn, through research old and new, came across phage therapy, the idea that the uh, right virus – also known as the perfect predator, can kill even the most lethal bacteria. Phage treatment had fallen out of favor almost 100 years ago. So where did, where did phage treatment begin? Where did it come from in the first place? I mean, what area of the well, world? Well, viruses, um, these bacteriophage or viruses, they, they're nature's own alternative to antibiotics. They've been there for millions mm-hmm. of years. They're the oldest and most ubiquitous organism on the planet. There's thought to be like 10 million trillion trillion. That's 10 to the power of 31 bacteria phage on the planet. So it was uh, not until 1917, though, that this um, scientist, Felix Durrell, discovered them, but they couldn't be seen with the naked eye until 1940 when the electron microscope came out. So um, there was actually a fight as to whether or not they were really viruses or enzymes, and he obviously was vindicated because the electron microscope showed that uh, these viruses really do attack bacteria. So they were used to treat bacterial infections until penicillin came on the scene in around 1942. And then they were kind of forgotten by the West, but they were taken up very vigorously for treatment of bacterial infections in the former Soviet Union because they didn't have easy access to antibiotics there. And phages are cheap. They come from sewage because that's where you oh, find a yeah. lot of bacteria. So you find uh, what preys on bacteria uh, there too. I like this. I can literally say that my husband is... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Your husband is what? Oh, I can literally say that my husband is full of, you know what? <laughs> I can't say that on the radio. That's really nice, Stephanie. <laughs> yes, you can. I, no, I, 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 do like, I do like your husband's travel strategy of going after a tri- It's like you married Garp. Let's buy the house after the airplane <laughs> crashed into it. It'll never happen again. It's brilliant. That's right. Be pre-disaster. Be pre-disaster. It's true. I like this paragraph. This book isn't just our story. It's a cautionary tale about the world we now live in, a world on the verge of a post-antibiotic era where a small scrape or a routine surgery could end up being fatal. Find out. Yeah. Before I read more, let's talk a bit about that. We've gotten to the point because I was I got very, very lucky in my life when when this whole antibiotic, uh, the the ointments and the creams and the, you know, little hand pump things that are everywhere. Purell, I guess that would be an antibiotic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, I was told right from the beginning, you better not use too much of that stuff because in the end, it's going to come back to bite well, your right an- knee. It's antibacterial, I should say, not antibiotic. Yeah. Antibacterial, but yeah. yes. So I mean, but all the is, didn't the aren't the act antibacterials the part of the problem as well? In that it doesn't it kind of square things up? I guess as far as infections as far as all these other things are concerned now are we trying to be too clean at this point i guess uh, let me get to that uh, to it that way are we too clean now i know that sounds weird but are we 
Well, you, you know, you raise a good point because what happens when, you know, you're trying to kill bacteria is if some of them live because they have a, a resistance gene or they've mutated to avoid whatever mm-hmm. we're throwing at them, then those uh, bacteria multiply. So um, that's what happens when we treat bacteria with antibiotics. Some of them are often, you know, naturally resistant or some of them, you know, mutate to avoid the antibiotic. The same thing happens with hand sanitizers. So the, the kind that you should avoid right. are the kind that um, include a, a component called triclosan. That's T-R-I-C-L-O-S-A-N because that, um, the recent research has shown that um, that, that component in, in these hand sanitizers actually allows bacteria to become resistant. Yeah, I mean, that's all. Now, I, I do have to ask you, and you could tell me to shut up and go away if you wish, but does the fact that it, that, it, that it carried on in other countries but not in America, did Big Pharma have anything to do with that? Well, um, initially, Big Pharma really, you know, evolved out of the discovery of penicillin and subsequent antibiotics, and I'm sure they right, weren't really right. happy with uh, having a natural product like bacteriophage that was going to be a competitor. Um, so um, these days, though, pharmaceutical companies are actually getting more interested in phage therapy now because um, you can actually genetically modify phages or even use synthetic phages, and that's next on the horizon up until this point. People, including um, my husband's case, have been using natural or wild-type phages that come directly from environmental sources like sewage. Yeah, I just, I, I really, really wish just in the name of money that, that uh, big corporations wouldn't quash ideas, you know, wouldn't squash things down because it could help some people. I know it's, you know, probably going to hit your pocketbook a little bit. Isn't the job here to make people as healthy as you possibly can and help people get better? Well, absolutely. I mean, right now it's estimated that one and a half million people die every year from a superbug infection, but we don't really know how many. That's just an underestimate. But by 2050, it's thought that 10 million people are going to be dying from superbugs unless drastic action is taken. That's one person every three seconds. So we really are behind the eight ball here because we're running out of antibiotic options. Pharmaceuticals haven't been investing in in antibiotics anymore because they don't make the money that they used to. Yep. No, exactly. So uh, that's the one thing about the human the, the human condition. I, I or it just drives me crazy that he, that money is more important than you are. Really bothers me. I, I just don't understand that at all. Well, one of the reasons we decided to tell our story is because obviously our personal and professional lives collided in a big way. I mean, I'm an infectious disease epidemiologist and an infectious disease was taking my husband down. My husband's a psychologist by training and he, you know, had a lot of psychoses and and different types of delirium because of the infection and the painkillers and being in the ICU and not being able to tell night from day. So he, in our book, we actually have interludes where what he thought was going on is written out, and um, they're pretty crazy. Um, but he, when he talks to psychiatrists, they say it's amazing that he can remember these hallucinations in such vivid detail. That is amazing. Why do you think that is? Well, I don't know. Um, but in, in many cases, we were talking to him um, and had bedside vigils 24 hours. So he kept his brain alive, and 
he um, had septic shock seven times. He was oh. in a coma for oh two months. He was on a ventilator for that period of time. So it's really rare that anybody lives through the kind of experience that he has. But we, we didn't treat him like a loaf of bread. We, we sang songs to him. His daughters played the guitar, read to him. And we think that that's some of the reasons why he was able to come out of this fully intact. Now, just one quick aside here. I'm just trying to picture this because I have a number of friends who are sociologists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. I got to believe if I walked into a guy's office and you said he was a little overweight, six foot five, your psychologist is that big, doesn't he just say, I said snap out of it? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you think, Stephanie? It's the doctor, I'll give you something uh, to cry about. <laughs> I, have, I have no words. All I can say is that uh, he, he, my husband lost 100 pounds, and he's, uh, oh, he, he says did? that he wouldn't recommend this diet to anybody, but uh, he no. hasn't no. put it back on, that's for sure. You, know, you have such a great attitude about that. Is that because of the strength of your husband and, and your strength? Because and, and, uh, to be able to sit down and write a book about this and, uh, and, and come away with uh, The Perfect Predator, a scientist race to save her husband from a deadly superbug, a memoir, that's pretty good because you, like I said, you both were very strong and came out of this even stronger, it sounds like to me. Well, I mean, I guess that's true to one extent, but we do feel that we were you know, subject to privilege. I mean, I mean, you can look at it as oh, a okay. glass half empty, oh my God, he almost died, he was in the hospital nine months, but on the other hand, without having the resources and you know, the connections that we had, um, he would have died. And so many people around the world who have superbug infections don't have those resources, and we wanted to make it easier for people yeah, to get access yep. to phage therapy. So as a result of Tom's case, many other people around the world have been saved um, with intravenous phage therapy. That was one of the, you know, the innovations of his case. We actually injected legions of virus into him, uh, a billion viruses per dose, and he woke oh, up three geez. days after um, we started. And it was exactly three years ago that he woke up, by the way. So we're kind of having an anniversary of sorts today. Wonderful. And, Happy um, anniversary. Yeah, it was, it was really crazy. But um, now as a result of this, we've opened up the first dedicated phage therapy center in North America. It's called IPATH, the Center for Innovative Phage Applications and Therapeutics. And if you have a superbug infection that's not responding to antibiotics, you can email us. We are a nonprofit. So it's ipath at ucsd.edu, and we can help you. Why do you get to live in San Diego and be happy? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, I got my husband back, but who ever thought that, you know, this forgotten cure would be helping other people around the world? I mean, it's, that's one of the reasons we decided to write our story, because we do see the promise and the potential of this treatment to help solve the, the superbug crisis, which is now a global problem. The WHO says that this is a bigger and more immediate threat to human health and climate change in our lifetimes. Wow. That is Most a wonderful thing. That. Stephanie, Stephanie Strathdee, S-T-R-A-T-H-D-E-E, and her husband, Tom Patterson. The book is called The Perfect Predator, A Scientist's Race to Save Her Husband from a Deadly Superbug, a memoir. Great, great interview, Stephanie. You have uh, a lot to say, very intelligent things to say, and you have a sense of humor. That's a wonderful thing. It's a good combination. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. We'll be back you too. with the family.